This episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast is brought to you by Equipment Defender. Check out the racks that stop theft in its tracks. With trimmer racks available in two, three, and four trimmer configurations, backpack blower racks that fit any size, make, and model of backpack blower, and many other racks available for the tools and equipment needed for your lawn care or landscaping business. Go check them out at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash equipment defender. And listen to this, guys. If you use coupon code LCBS10 at the checkout, you'll save 10% off your order. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome Lawn Care Nation to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host Julio Tomei and this is episode number 187 entitled Interview with the Debt-Free Landscaper Michael Bedell from Bedell Property Management. Well hello everybody and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week and of course for those questions, the comments and the feedback that you guys have been sending through and those all important iTunes reviews. Views. I really do appreciate uh, all of the effort that you guys put in uh, to let me know how you like the show and to uh, you know put those reviews up on iTunes. Uh, this week we have another uh, fantastic interview. Uh, this is a long one. I hope you guys got your uh, Bluetooth uh, headphones, batteries all charged up and ready to go. Uh, got lost in the conversation uh, with Michael. Just so easy to talk to. Uh, it was a fantastic time. Had a great time talking to him. Uh, and just a reminder that this interview is also available in video form on my YouTube channel, Lawn Care Business Success. Uh, you can find it uh, by searching for that uh, on YouTube. Uh, so I'm just going to play the podcast announcements and then we're going to get right into the interview in its entirety right after this. So stay tuned. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at Lawn Care Business Success. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do, so I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and two free audiobooks of your choice. There's no long-term commitments, and you can cancel any time. And get this, even if you cancel during your free trial period, you still get to keep the two free audiobooks. It's a great way to try the service and to see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash audible. Now back to the show. Okay, so I'd like to welcome Michael Bedell from Bedell Property Management, also known as the Debt-Free Landscaper on Instagram as well. Hey, Michael, how's it going? Hey, another fun day here. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate uh, you uh, giving up some of your time to do this. Yeah, my pleasure. Awesome. So let's uh, just get uh, right into it. So tell us a bit about yourself and your business. Well, uh, I started out just as the neighborhood lawn kid growing up. Uh, and uh, I kind of fell in love with it. Uh, I did music for a while, for a few years uh, after high school. 
um, uh, toured a little bit with the band. Nice. Um, and yeah, it was, it was fun, but it also, uh, gave me the experience of, uh, you know, somebody else can cut you loose no matter how good or bad mm-hmm. you do with that. So, um, I, I really enjoyed the, uh, lawn landscape end of things, but I had a lot of people asking me questions I didn't have the answer to. And it, uh, uh, led me to, uh, get some formal education. Uh, lucky enough, I had a local community college here that offered a, ornamental horticulture program and uh, landscape design program. So I took advantage of both and uh, that was a big stepping stone for my company. Um, and we've just been rocking and rolling ever since and we're headed into uh, year 15 here. So Awesome. Very, very cool. Uh, I would... Uh concur there and I can relate with the sort of taking a class and I would uh, recommend anybody getting into the lawn care industry to do some sort of class. Um, I did uh, what they called here um, residential landscape technician course and basically it was designed around people that want to become lawn care companies and stuff and they give you you know a bit of business information but as well as some plant identification stuff and things and you know it really helps your confidence when you're quoting a job and you you know there's times where I have no idea what a plant is that I'm looking at but for the most cases you get to pick up those ones that you're doing on you know that you see regularly and it really helps your confidence when you're talking to a customer and they ask you a question and you're you know putting out some Latin names and stuff <laughs> oh yeah 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 absolutely for me it was awesome I, I not only was able to network with uh, with some of my peers and and still uh, foster some of those relationships to this day but it actually uh, gave me an opportunity to work with some of my professors uh, and uh, uh-huh. that 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 on its own opened up a whole bunch of opportunities, and those are people that I once again still stay in touch with. And uh, I was cool. real real fortunate; one of my professors went on to be president of the International Society of Arboriculture. So, oh, cool! I uh, had some pretty prestigious people. Uh, got some good connections. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And uh, it's it's kind of ironic because I we kind of gave each other a little bit of a hard time, and like when she became president, I was like. Um, you know, maybe I should have been a little bit nice, but uh, <laughs> I, I ended up going to her retirement party and uh, she was real glad to see me. So I think we're awesome. So, yeah. So uh, I'm assuming here, but I'll ask the question anyways, uh, is lawn care, is your lawn care business your main hustle or a side hustle? Oh, beyond my main hustle. It's, uh, it, it's basically a lifestyle for me, uh, uh, especially in these winter months. Uh, this morning, I was up at 2.30 this morning. I had to get through uh, all our sites, get things de-iced before people are up and going for the day. Um, so uh, especially this time of year, it becomes a, a lifestyle. You've just got to revolve sleep patterns and yeah. eating and trying to see family and friends, uh, uh, if that's a possibility. And, uh, um, so for the winter months in order to be successful, I found that you have to make a lifestyle, but that really continues into the spring and summer months. There's no set work date time for me or my company. Um, okay. And some people would think that's kind of crazy, but, uh, um, I, I'm a individual with whatever I'm doing, um, kind of like 110% or nothing. Um, so uh, it just tends to be 110%. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I was actually, I woke up this morning and uh, checking the Instagram and I saw Brian's lawn maintenance, uh, captioning, uh, some photos and, uh, tagging you in them. Uh, so, and I thought, oh man, like, 
he's been out working on that <laughs> night. Yep. And I said, hopefully he can still do the podcast this morning and, uh, and do that. I didn't even think about the fact that you'd be out uh, doing uh, what you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know we wanted to try and get to this uh, over the past couple of weeks and you probably yeah. caught me on a better day, even though I uh, had to get up early. I was able to kind of have uninterrupted sleep the couple prior nights before we actually had temperatures above freezing, which in the winter oh, okay. months is like the reprieve because uh, yeah, we have yeah, days yeah. that'll get above freezing, but then it gets below freezing at night and there's runoff and um, yeah, yeah. Uh, some of our sites definitely require some of that extra maintenance, but uh um, so, <laughs> the prior weeks, you may not have gotten such a good interview out of me. I would probably be pretty bleary eyed and, uh, I would have, uh, probably more than once said, what was the question again? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so you mentioned there, uh, in your introduction that you were the neighborhood lawn kid. That's yep. how you got your start, but what first attracted you to the lawn care industry, uh, and made you, uh, even, you know, want to start your own business? Uh, well, that, that's a twofold question. Okay. Uh, the the first part is what attracted me to it. Well, uh, I was like 13 or 14, and uh, my dad, who's a very ambitious individual himself, mm -hmm. uh, basically was like, hey, you're getting a summer job. And in his eyes, I was like going to work in at the local grocery store, and he had no idea in all his ambition that there are labor laws in the state of Michigan. And mm -hmm. you can't really, if you're, if you're, it's like a family business, you can yeah, get yeah. involved at whatever, <clears throat> but you needed a uh, work permit from school. And you also had to be 14 and a half to like legally work for a business. And I was like 13 yeah, and yeah. my dad was bemoaning this to one of our neighbors and he goes, well, I needed to get a lawn company anyway. How about Mike comes and cuts my lawn? And that was like the introduction to it oh, all. Wow. Um, and and I found out I really liked it. Um, I you can set your own hours. The work just mm -hmm. has to get done. Um, I'm outside. And, and then that was furthered when I um, uh, uh, when I turned 16. I was able to uh, uh, even before I turned 16. I was able to go get a job. My friends hooked me up with a dishwashing job okay. at a local restaurant that like. I feel like half my high school worked worked at just like okay, on yeah, and yeah. off, and yeah. it was like the job. And uh, um, I quickly realized I was kind of like sold as like, hey, Mike will do anything. Mm. He's ambitious, and I got all the terrible pet projects from sweeping the parking lot to getting the broken glass under the pop machine. Mm. And yeah, you name it, and it made me really realize that like I'm doing all this garbage for like. Yeah, yeah. It was like six fifty or something like yeah, that yeah, back yeah. then. Versus, I could go cut a lawn, and it's twenty bucks, and it's less yeah, than yeah. an hour, and no one's telling me I have to do anything. Yeah. And and I uh, I had a couple other jobs uh, beyond that, and those really solidified um, uh, that I'd uh, want to uh, maybe go work for myself. So the first mm -hmm. part was kind of my dad giving me the kick in the rear to. Uh, um, get out there, go do something when at 13, none of my other friends had jobs. So I kind of thought it was like sort of mean and like the worst thing ever, yeah. you know, because you're viewing it through the eyes of a kid. Uh, but uh, later on, I realized like, hey, he was really on to something here yeah, yeah. Um, with this whole like you might want to work for yourself uh, mm -hmm. idea. So uh, that that was uh, where I took it and kind of ran with it. And uh, um, it just went went on and on from there. 
um, when I realized kind of the sky was the limit. You know, once you get your drone driver's license and I had a pickup truck, uh, the world's bigger than just the neighborhood and where you can push the mower to. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's an awesome story. Very, very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> there you go. Hey, eh? that's awesome. So, um, do you have any employees in your business or are you just a one man operation? Yeah, no, we have employees. Uh, we definitely, the, the smallest we get in the summer is in the winter um, where uh, I've like maybe someone on part time, um, but a majority of the work we either self perform or do with some subcontractors. But in the summer, uh, the past couple of years, it's been a couple staff members uh, go back years prior to that. At one point we had 13 people on staff mm-hmm. um, and, and we can get more into it, but uh, as this goes on, but uh, um, it had to do with just kind of labor availability and the direction that I wanted to take the business in. And we found out um, uh, less employees and, and maybe throwing less like labor at things versus throwing like skilled people with nice equipment at things uh, mm-hmm. uh, was the difference. So uh, we, we have a couple people during the summer and then uh, uh, get a little leaner in the winter here. Okay. So I'm just going to go off my uh, list of questions here. Um, So I'm assuming though, when you started, obviously uh, you were a one man. Oh yeah. 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 At what point did you decide that, Hey, I gotta, or I want to get employees. So it was about the time uh, I was was wrapping up high school. Um, I was starting to get involved with some different musical endeavors. I started taking up more time. I still had like a part-time job at the local ice arena. Um, I taught some guitar lessons and it was, it was actually kind of a byproduct of just trying to like get everything done. And so the first initial employees were like my younger brother um, and guys I played music with and it was mm-hmm. like, Hey, you want to give me a hand spreading this mulch or, mm-hmm. you know, you want to, uh, weed whip and blow off these five lawns I got to do before I got class later. And, yeah. uh, um, then it turned into, uh, um, as the business like uh, formally legitimized, it turned into, uh, uh, putting all these people on payroll as W2 employees um, and, uh, the, 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 the increase in employees just kind of came from my, I kind of started delegating responsibilities to my brother. Um, he brought along some of his pals and, uh, they went on payroll too. And, uh, at that time labor was a little easier to come by. So, um, and I was busy with different things. So I could actually get some guys to do some stuff while I was like taking a class on landscape design or plant ID, like you were mentioning. So, yeah. Yeah. Soils, all that fun stuff. Very cool. So um, this next question is one of my absolute favorites. Okay. Um, And it's one that um, I love it because when I ask an entrepreneur person uh, or an entrepreneur an entrepreneur mindsetted person, they always give me a different answer to this. But if I ask a a nine to five job type person, the answer Mm -hmm. is always the same. Okay. Um, so the question is, how would you define success? Uh, to me, success is love. Um, okay. And uh, if you look at people who are, are successful in society, uh, a lot of people love them. Uh, the, probably it's performance-based, whether it's uh, uh, loving an actor, loving a sports professional, loving an author. Uh, uh, something they've done is has... Um, uh, change the way you feel about something or, or struck a chord with you. 
And uh, yeah, it resonates with you and and you feel love. But the other side of that is uh, that person likely got there by giving a lot of love, by giving a lot of themselves to something. So um, for me, as I found, uh, uh, as I get older and I I kind of want to redefine for me what success is, um, you know, if you ask the younger guy, I might say like, a bunch of money or, you know, the fame or something like that. But for me, it's being able to give love and get love. And um, uh, just being able to spend time with family, give to organizations I believe in, both monetarily and with my time, um, give back to my community. And that's obviously what I'm trying to do with the debt-free landscaper. Um, So to me, uh, people who are successful are people who – um, uh, can love passionately and, and give passionately and, and, uh, just enjoy the beautiful experience that humans can have. And that's love. So awesome. What a great answer. I've never had, uh, anyone, uh, put it that way. So that's, uh, that's right on. And, and one of, like I said, that's why I love that question. Yeah. Somebody, uh, in your position. Uh, and like I said, uh, you know, when I ask somebody who's a nine to five and they're not entrepreneurial minded, it's always, you know, money is success. Having money uh, is, you know, seems to be the, the sure. definition of success. Uh, Absolutely. I think you hit on it. When you're an entrepreneur, you hit a certain point where you realize like, I don't want to say the work is kind of always there, but the work is always there. There's always things you can do there. You're never waiting on a boss to like tell you what to do. Um, and so you realize money only goes so far. And I know you've talked about on the podcast, you know, you're a big believer and we only have so much time and it's what you do with that time. And, uh, um, so I think it's kind of an offshoot of that. Yeah. Awesome. Um, So in this next question, a pretty straightforward question um, is uh, what type of equipment do you use? Now I asked this question just so that we can get a sense of the types of lawns that you're servicing. Uh, In my business, um, 90% of my lawns are done with a 21 inch mower uh, and uh, a hand blower and uh, you know, uh, my string trimmer and that's, final 10% uh, is done with a 36 inch more. So that sort of gives you the idea of, you know, the types of lawns and the ratio that I'm doing. So what is it that you guys use in uh, your business? Man, I'm, I'm set. I'm jealous of your setup. That's, uh, <laughs> that, there's probably not a lot of things to repair and break and maintain no. there. You know, no, I've discovered simple. Uh, yeah. more equipment, more problems, right? The more things yeah. that uh, break and you got to maintain, but uh, um, we mainly have, have merged into doing high end work and that's really okay. what we specialized in the past five years. Uh, we did some going back before then. Um, but that's really what we specialize in. So, so they're high end estates, some of our higher end commercial properties, condominium yeah. complexes, um, clients where it's more about the, the quality of service and what's going on than it is say a dollars and cents price thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, so for us, we've, we've got a whole fun fleet. Uh, we've got a 72 inch X mark, yeah. 60 inch. We've got a 36 inch. I think we've got like the 26 inch push mower that X mark yeah. has. Um, and it's just going to depend on what sites we're going to, um, is going to depend what's going to go in our sure track trailer. Um, okay. 
And so that's that's the lawn care end of things. Um, we obviously got all the weed whips and blowers and hedge trimmers and uh, a steel combi unit. Um, yeah. And then we've even got a, uh, a John Deere tractor we take out for uh, some landscape uh, maintenance and installation projects. Um, so uh, we're fortunate enough to kind of have enough of an arsenal here that it just depends what the scope of work is for each day. But, uh, um, uh, for our clients, so the, the ball gets thrown in our court probably more often than I'd like. And, uh, uh, when you prove yourself as a solutions oriented person, uh, yeah. <clears throat> our type of clientele, they, they've got the money if you've got the solution. So. Okay. Very cool. So that leads me into my next question. And, uh, that's uh, do you offer any uh, services uh, that are not lawn care uh, or uh, say landscaping related, like uh, maybe power washing or window cleaning or rubbish removal or things like that? Or is it all landscape based? Uh, it's generally all landscape based. Obviously we're okay. in snow and ice management. We, we touched yeah. on that earlier. Um, we do some consulting work. Um, it's, it's varied what that is over the years. We've done some work for uh, a big mall developer on a couple different projects doing some consulting. I did a uh, little bit of consulting work for a research firm just the other month, uh, uh, a couple paid sessions to pick my brain on a couple things. So, cool. um, yeah, that's, that's mainly it. Um, the rest really is like, you know, fertilization, landscape design, and all those are really landscape oriented. So I think that's okay. as far as we get off the beaten path. Uh, okay. Um, though I guess we've done a couple of quote unquote rubbish removal jobs, but it's yeah. more, uh, hauling things away because we have the dump truck, not like an advertised service. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, so would, uh, is lawn care, does lawn care make the, uh, make up the majority of your work then? Or what, what is it? Landscape projects? Uh, it's really landscape projects. Lawn care, uh, if, you, if you went back 10 plus years ago, it would have made a, uh, a large portion of what uh, we do here. But uh, uh, that's that's dwindled over the years as okay. we've gotten into doing um, uh, more like inclusive maintenance for sites where we're doing basically everything on a site, uh, yep. all seasons. Um, and uh, as the landscape projects, our capabilities have grown with that. Uh, that seems to just take a bigger and bigger piece of the pie every single year. Okay, very cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, you mentioned uh, they're doing uh, all different types of, uh, from, uh, you know, I guess single family type homes to stratas uh, and things like that. So um, what type of work do you generally prefer? Is it commercial or residential and why? Um, uh, my favorite to do is high-end residential. Um, okay. the, those tend to breed the coolest experiences. Um, you get to connect with some really unique individuals. Um, and, and for the most part, they're all people who are extraordinarily successful in life. Yeah. And, uh, I've found that I, on every single one of those sites, um, there's, there's cool challenges for me professionally. Um, okay. it, it's, they're going to cause me to think, uh, it's, it's, there's always out of the normal stuff going on. And, um, I'm a person who likes challenges. I uh, definitely don't like kind of the same thing every day. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So I, that appeals to me. Um, but then also getting to connect those people, hear their story, learn about why they're successful. Okay. Um, yeah. I, you know, it's a, I'd say for a majority of the clients, it's turned into a situation where I'll get to like hang out at their pool every once in a while and share a bottle of champagne and uh, uh, um, those people or, or beer or whatever. But yeah. those are the type of people that um, uh, they've provided some excellent insight into my, my company um, uh, things that I can do, uh, better, even some, some things I can do personally. Uh, those are the people that are more than willing to share their mistakes. And, okay. uh, um, I, have literally had clients say to me, um, that, you know, as we're hanging out, chatting about things uh, they'll ask, uh, um, sometimes some like pressing questions, but then, then have some wonderful insight to come with that, uh, in terms of, um, uh, not so much things we could do better, but, uh, um, things that they just see going on and maybe things that, that sometimes we've excelled at that I don't even appreciate. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, uh, I found that we don't necessarily get those experiences from commercial clientele. Sometimes the, the money's good in those situations, but um, the, it's very like kind of cut and dry and cold and corporate. You know, I do the work, I send the invoice, they pay, and that's great. That's, that's yeah. you know, you got to have that. That's the, the cash flow end of any business. But uh, to have the added perk of someone become kind of like a friend and an advisor um, and, and to have that support and that people believe in you, um, that's like, that's priceless in itself. And, uh, um, I've been blessed to have that numerous times and, and still have that to date. And, uh, it's something I definitely don't take for granted. So very cool. Very cool yeah. uh, experiences there that you have, uh, uh surrounding yourself uh, with those types of clients. And yeah, um, and it wasn't intentional. I never would have known that's come that would, that would have come with it, but to, yeah, yeah. um, have people open up to you. And I guess part of it's, uh, and I've had people say, you know, I, I kind of become part of the family. Uh, we're there enough. Uh, I tend to become very close with whatever animals they have, be it cats yeah, yeah, or yeah. dogs. And yeah. uh, uh, that, that kind of seals the deal right there. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, there's situations where, cause I'm there at two, three in the morning dealing with snow. I've like left the dog out and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Nobody says anything. They're appreciative because the dog's barking away and I know the door's open and just let them out dog's happy gets to do their business and no one had to get out of bed so yeah, yeah. uh you become family with these people and, and yeah. you're at their house often enough uh um it, it's uh it's a wonderful thing if if yeah. uh, you can get those additional um perks of the job if you will yeah 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 no i can relate to that as well i was uh cleaning up my office this past weekend throwing stuff out and i came across a a card and letter from unfortunately one of my client's uh, uh, children and it was from my client's funeral and uh, mm -hmm. they passed away and it was one of the very first clients I ever had and I serviced them for years and years and years and in the letter the daughter's talking about how appreciative she was of me um, and she never met me, but she knew all about me from her mother and her mother always talked about me and always, she says in the letter, looked forward to Mondays when I would show up to, you know, uh, to mow the lawn all those years. And uh, she was just so appreciative of how I took, uh, you know, care of her mom and uh, you know, how I was like part of her mom's life and, and that, uh, and you see those things and it's like, wow, that's like, you don't think about that as the impact you're making when you're just there cutting a lawn. Um, you know, hundred percent. 
Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's uh, I've unfortunately gone through something very similar the past year. I've had a couple of clients pass away and uh, man, it gets you right in the feels, especially yeah. uh, when you unearth some things uh, uh, just cleaning out the office and you're like, Oh, you know, it's, uh, but, uh, that's wonderful. You know, it shows uh, to me that really speaks to the, the type of guy you are and the type of business yeah. that you have, Julio, uh, yeah, yeah. that, that you, you have that type of connection and relationship with clients. Yeah. That's sometimes uh, it's some, sometimes it's to my detriment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, <laughs> I yeah, yeah. I, I've got one client still that I have had for years and, uh, they're no longer even in an area I service. Mm-hmm. Um, because of other clients like this that have passed away and uh, every year she you know renews and says are you sure like this is a long way for you to come and because she's been so loyal and stuff i i don't even i don't think i make any money on her to tell you the truth by the time i drive out there but because she supported me when i was first starting out it's like i will service your lawn as long as you need me to service your lawn and Same here. I've got a couple of those, and, and my girlfriend has even told me that I am not allowed to uh, uh, drop that, especially one individual sweet elderly lady who, uh, you know, God, God only knows how many years or days she's got left with us, but yeah, uh, yeah. I'm with her till the end. So Yeah, yeah. and that's the thing. I go up there, and it's like, man, I, you know, I make no money on it. By the time Precisely. I drive all the way over there and then have to drive all the way back to do the one lawn, but it's like, you know what? I don't mind it. I enjoy it. Yeah. It's a nice little break, taking the little drive over there and back. And uh, yeah, and I'll I'll even add insult to injury because I'll stop every once in a while and let her offer me a glass of water. She'll make me yeah, a yeah. sandwich a couple times a year, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I'll just totally blow things and spend like a half hour and chat with her. But yeah, it, yeah. you know, I realize that that might be the excitement for her for the week. And well, yeah, it's yeah. one of forty things I've got to do that day. Yeah. Uh, um, I no longer have any grandparents. I'm lucky enough. My girlfriend still has uh, both her grandmothers and, uh, they're, they're basically grandmas to me at this point. And I'm yeah, lucky yeah, yeah. to have that, but, uh, uh, I don't have any of my grandparents left. And that's, uh, that, that, uh, you know, not that I, I'm, you know, seeking grandparents or something. Yeah, but yeah. I, I recognize that like, you know, if I, if I could have, have lunch with my grandma, I would, but I can't. So maybe I'll have lunch with this client and, uh, um, you know, that's a, a way of paying it forward and uh, I can tell it really makes her day. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, that's what I was saying. Success is love, right? Sometimes yeah. like it's not, you, you can only do so many things in a day that make you like monetarily richer. Um, yeah. and, and then it hits a point where it's, uh, you, 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 you kind of feel like, um, at least me personally, uh, it, it just is like, okay, how much more money do we really need to make? Uh, yeah. if I'm not happy doing it versus if yeah. I feel like I'm giving to people, um, be having lunch with this client in that case, that's, uh, that's a way that's success to me really. Yes. yes. Success is being able to stop and, and have that glass of water yeah, in that yeah. conversation or, uh, yeah. Uh, shortly here, um, uh, she's the only client, um, she has some issues writing at this point and I'll go over and have lunch and help her execute all her contracts for the year, oh. even though it doesn't make me any money, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's, uh, she, that's something we've done for like four or five years now. Nice. 
Um, and it just came because she called me and said, hey, I got all your stuff, but uh, I'm, I'm not sure I could fill it out. And I, I can, she was kind of tentative about it. And I was like, yeah. I'll just come over. We'll have lunch. It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, and uh, here, here we are. <laughs> I'll probably yeah. be doing that in the next couple of weeks here. But, uh, you know, that's, that's success, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I find too that, uh, you know, there's always something to learn um, with those types of clients. They have a lot to offer. Uh, Another one that I had where it was another elderly lady. I went there to mow the lawn. It was a basic lawn um, and she apparently loved roses and, you know, her whole life was about growing roses and, and all that. And at this point she was on a respirator and she Mm. had one of those tanks, oxygen tanks and stuff, and uh, she couldn't do it anymore. Okay. Asked me to prune her roses. And I was like, I have no idea how to prune roses. You know, sorry. You know, cause I'm always upfront with people, right? I don't want to, sure. Especially if I know that this is their prized thing. Right. And she said, she, she was like, I'll teach you. And so I only worked for her one season because she passed away as well. She taught me how to prune her roses. And for the past eight years, I've done people's roses all based on the knowledge that she taught me that day on how to prune roses. And uh, so her legacy lives on with every rose pruning job. And, you know, little would she have known that her little backyard garden and her love of roses has now transpired into that knowledge being uh, executed, uh, you know, among uh, people's rose bushes all over the city when I'm uh, doing rose jobs, right? That's yeah. an amazing thing. And that's, that's the beauty of it. That's uh, it's kind of the same thing. Even going back to what we were talking about at the beginning with my uh, uh, dad talking to my neighbor, who would have ever thought that uh, uh, Mike needs to get a job would turn yeah. into me having a company, me being on this podcast, uh, yeah, yeah. me being able to, uh, uh, you know, the support things that I believe in and, uh, um, live basically a debt free lifestyle all because of, of one thing and same thing. Yeah, 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 that's it. Well, one, one conversation, you being open to say, yeah, okay, you show me how to prune those roses. This is great. Now is, you know, you almost probably couldn't even put a number on the amount of yeah. work and, and joy that that's brought you and, and will continue to bring you. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. So this next question is uh, another one of my favorites uh, and probably the question that gives uh, the guests the most pause for thought where they got to kind of think about the question and that's uh, share a time with us when you struggled in your business and uh, what you learned or did to overcome it. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I always uh, enjoy people's answers to that because, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> get, it gets the people thinking. But yeah. uh, uh, for me, it was uh, deciding what we really wanted to do as a business. I touched on earlier in this podcast, we had like 13 employees once. Now we're down to a couple. And um, getting to that point was definitely a little bit of a struggle for me. Um, uh, when we had, uh, labor was, uh, easily available, uh, okay. in Southeast Michigan, as I was getting my company going, um, let's say from like 2005 to 2010, we dealt with the economic downturn here and we're, we're very heavy into the automotive industry and, um, uh, 
there was a lot of people looking for jobs, especially even people uh, in my age group that at that point uh, just earned a college degree or right about mm -hmm. there. There were lots of people that couldn't get a job with said degree and would be happy to come do anything, mm -hmm. even landscaping related. Um, so it was, uh, it was easy. There was all sorts of work opportunities. We were growing. We got in with different uh, developers, other landscape companies. Things were great. I had all these guys. Um, and then it was, uh, we started getting more high-end, more profitable opportunities. And that was where I wanted to take the business, but that wasn't exactly where the labor wanted to take the business. Um, and so it became, started to become a little harder to get guys. And then to add salt in the wound, we fast forward to closer to like, let's say 2012 to 2015, yeah. um, the market uh, turned up here because it was so far down, it okay. came up very, very fast. And uh, um, starting a couple years ago, there was there was a major run on labor, and say starting about 2015, where you had guys that uh, within a matter of six eight months could have gone from making eleven to thirteen fourteen dollars an hour doing landscaping to switching over to doing say construction work or um, maybe even going at a commercial driver's license, and okay. they now put themselves in the twenty to thirty five dollar an hour range. Mm -hmm. And um, that happened so fast that uh, uh, it turned into landscape companies stealing each other's employees. Uh -huh. And uh, um, it became very hard to get guys and even harder to get guys who wanted to do the tough jobs, who wanted to yep. think on jobs, do the high-end work. And that's really where we were growing, too. Um, and so, so to give you kind of the background context here, so it was me kind of having to look in the mirror and say, where do I want to take the business? Um, what, what do I want to do here? Um, and that was a little bit of a struggle because it was uh, uh, having to let go of some of our lower-end clientele. Um, having to kind of rethink the way I uh, was doing things. There were guys that uh, had salary positions here. Some of them moved on. Some of them we moved on from. I'd invested in these guys. I actually sent them to like the introduction to ornamental horticulture right. class. And so these were people that uh, not only time, but even mo monetarily we'd invested in. And to kind of have to swallow that uh, some of that was basically just going to get thrown away and, mm -hmm. uh, um, and it's not really thrown away because you learn from everything and better yeah. yourself from every experience. But um, uh, th that was that was definitely the toughest period for me in, in the sense that I had to um, uh, decide, uh, do I want to stick on the plan that I thought was working and uh, continue to try and make that work? Or did I want to uh, take things in a different direction and maybe rethink the way that I do things? And I, I opted to do the latter there. And okay. that has been a much better decision. And so um, with some struggles, now comes success. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think we've, we've kind of righted the ship here and uh, things run a lot more smoothly um, unfortunately can't get rid of all the gray hair that I got along the way, <laughs> but, uh, um, there, there was a point where like initially everything was gravy. And then, um, after maybe five, six years of success, um, 
uh, with labor being harder. My brother, who who had a decent position in the company, decided he didn't really want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, there was a lot of things that seemed to happen over a period of like a year to eighteen months. And so, okay. unfortunately, it wasn't just like like a week of struggle or a bad day. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of a, a over like maybe that first year trying struggling to like continue to like make the mold work and and make everything fit. And uh, the last six months kind of going, I don't know if I can do that anymore or Mm. I should do that or I even want to do that. And if I don't want to do that, then what is it that we want to do? And uh, um, I'm really glad I took the moment to um, uh, my buddy Brian will sometimes use the phrase, you got to slow down to speed up. And, uh, we definitely did that. I definitely like slowed things down as much as possible so that we could refocus, regroup. And, uh, that ended up being a very, very good thing for us to do. Um, but, uh, man, it was, it was not a fun 18 months. That was, uh, a lot of me, um, uh, doing things that I wasn't planning on doing or didn't really have time to do, putting out fires, correcting a lot of messes. Um, and, uh, but you know, uh, thankfully I'm off the other side, but yeah, that was, that was the biggest struggle was, uh, you know, kind of like a little, uh, almost identity crisis of yeah, who yeah. are we and what are we doing here? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, those employee challenges, uh, especially when the market is kind of, uh, you know, fluctuating so quickly like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, quite the change. I've never had employees, um, but I can relate to that sort of, uh, sort of quick changing conditions um, that are out of your control with me. It was uh, real estate pricing here. Sure. uh, Yeah. That's that's been crazy for you guys. Yeah. Just going through the roof and finding one year where it was like at its peak and you knew it was going to burst. Oh, like, yeah. There's no way this is sustainable that every house in the city is $2 million. And totally. That, right? And uh, clients were just leaving by droves, putting their houses for sale, saying, we're cashing out. Like, we're, we, our kids have moved out. The thing, it's just us in this house, we're cashing out. Like, yeah. you know, $2 million worth for our house. Like, we'll move somewhere else and sit on that, you know, equity and all that sort of stuff, right? And they yeah. were going, and I found myself like half my business in one summer was gone sure. uh, from people selling, right? And I was like, whoa, this is like, crazy like overnight like I did not expect this to happen um, and uh, thankfully the uh, the government stepped in and yes. put in some uh, some rules for foreign investors um, basically saying hey if you're not uh, going to be living in the house if you're just buying it for uh, investment and you don't actually live here then uh, your property taxes are basic and your property transfer taxes are basically like 10 times more than a person and that like overnight cooled the, <laughs> the real estate market. <laughs> it needed it. That was uh, that was a, a insane situation and uh, um, it had it had a ripple fa- effect. Like you're saying, even even at things that no one would have uh, face value thought of. Like yeah, yeah, the guy who cuts the lawn at all these properties is it's messing with his business. Yeah, yeah, totally. everybody down the line. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, so, uh, what is your favorite thing about being self-employed? 
Um, that, uh, I'm in control of my own destiny. Um, I, I learned, uh, I think I touched on it earlier when I, uh, worked at the ice arena or I was the dishwasher or even my time as a musician. Um, I was on everybody else's schedule. I was on their pay grade. I had people to answer to people who, um, not the people to answer to is a bad thing. But uh, um, I was doing all of it for like free or pennies of the dollar, you know, especially in the yeah. industry. Sometimes uh, way too much of that goes for free. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, uh, you know, uh, for later futures that never come. And yeah. uh, uh, so that uh, taking all that to heart at a young age, I realized that uh, um, I if I'm in control of my own destiny, I, I'm probably better off betting on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a risk in anything you do, but uh, um, I've, I've kind of paid attention enough and learned that uh, uh, I can bet on myself. I, I can put the ball in my court, and I'm more likely to win than um, uh, – putting the ball in, in like a group's court or uh, that, you know, my boss or some yeah, yeah. record label has my yeah, yeah. best interests at heart. Um, and, uh, and now that I'm down the line here, I know that was definitely, definitely the correct decision. Uh, mm. Especially when I meet up with some old uh, bandmates or, or people, uh, it's uh uh, you get to see where life has taken us. And yes. uh, I don't regret my decision to kind of uh, grab the bull by the horns and uh, uh, do things, you know, maybe even walk away from some friendships and some opportunities to do this. Yep. But uh, uh, it's it's the path that, that I've beaten for myself. And uh, I, uh, I'm not looking back. I'm, I'm continuing on the path. So uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, it's funny. I was uh, grinning there, laughing kind of to myself as you were talking. Uh, some of those experiences there when you were mentioning the music industry and, and you know, time, putting time in for hopefully something. And uh, when I was younger, out of high school, I uh, went to school. I, I, I've had a job since I was 11. Wow. Delivering newspapers, things like that. I've always, um, you know, had some sort of gig going on to make some money. And, uh, for years through school, elementary school and high school, I saved all that money and I dumped it all after high school and went into, uh, audio engineering and I went to school and, uh, did that course and got my diploma. And so when you were talking there, I was like, yep, I can remember countless days, years volunteering for free, driving downtown Vancouver paying for parking and gas for me to go work for free Mm -hmm. to go get coffee for these guys in these recording studios so I could be sitting in the same room with them and looking over their shoulders and getting the chance to you know do some you know uh, overlooking an album being recorded or uh, doing sound effects for you know post-production for a movie or something like that and uh, you know you put in but there's only so many years you can do it until you sort of look at yourself and go like, is this really gonna, you know, 
yeah, I that's going on with this, like doing this for free, and and that, that's and, where know, the music music that. industry gets it wrong. I think is there's yeah. uh, uh, some people making a ton of the money, and a majority yeah. of the people not, and everyone thinks of like the the poor musician in a bar, but no one thinks of Julio at a younger <laughs> age sitting there getting coffee for people yeah. and uh, washing the dishes and stuff. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. I gosh, I I remember my times as a assistant studio engineer and i feel like i basically cleaned the studio yeah yeah, that's Um, that's what i did all the time really good at wrapping cables (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) the only the nice perk was i got to uh i had my own key and stuff and they only they only worked monday to friday there okay i could go in on the weekends and have the whole studio to myself and do my own projects and play around and learn and and stuff like that so that was the the biggest perk for me but it was still like it was tough paying for gas without a job because i have to work there and you're doing it all for free and they would dangle the care of you know maybe one day we'll uh you know give you minimum wage to (laughs) (laughs) it's so true though it's so true i uh Uh, there's a girl I grew up with who started a business uh, um, that's supposed to kind of, it's supposed to be like equality and people paying for music. And I was talking to another friend. I'm like, I'm not sure how she's going to get water out of a rock there because I was yeah, like, yeah. I, I the, the, the whole industry kind of works like that. And I was yeah. like, I, I don't think, uh, I was like, it's even if she's splitting things up a little bit, I was like, I still feel like it's the same people getting paid here and it's the yeah, same yeah. Like, people who aren't getting paid, yeah. not getting paid. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, the system will still continue on broken because you'll still have the, yeah. uh, the people who, uh, you know, you, you'll do all that and you don't even get uh, credit and liner notes that no one reads yeah 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 it's uh it's pretty funny i found for me i found myself um taking longer and longer lunch breaks sure and and not wanting to go back yeah um and and that was like sort of the that was the day right i was like something's wrong here i used to love this this is what i sing but when you know that you're not gonna ever get paid for doing this at least with them or you know or something it was like why am i doing this right like the whole point was to invest this time but after years it's like uh it hasn't happened yet you know it's not gonna happen it's it's not gonna happen and and the friends that i've had to continue on with it um i uh, one of them's done real well he's gotten into um uh, like commercials and movies and okay. a company that does that. And that's a pretty steady line of work. They thankfully got a lot of large corporate clients and uh, uh, it does pretty well with the rest of the guys that have kind of turned into road warriors here. Some yeah, of them yeah. fared better, better than others, but yeah. uh, um, it's, uh, it, it's all glam and, uh, but n- not really what everyone sees. And, yes. uh, uh, just last week I was actually uh, a buddy of mine came in town and we were sitting on his tour bus and I was chatting a little bit and he, he's a pretty well-known individual and he was even kind of lamenting like, yeah, you would think there's a lot of perks with that gig, but there's not. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, a lot of people would have no idea and go, really? Oh, I yeah, think yeah. that would be, be a pretty sweet gig. And it's like, no, it's just a lot of stress and people telling you things you can't do with yourself. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's funny you're telling that story and I like totally was right there relating. Yep. Yep. <laughs> with every, with every Anybody friend. who's who's been in the industry knows that feeling. I feel like yep. that's like uh, uh, what do what do all long guys have in common? What do all music guys have in common? That's that's yeah, yeah. one of them. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so getting back to the lawn care part of it there. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> in, uh, in what ways do you market your business and maybe share your number one marketing tip? Uh, number one marketing thing that we've done uh, and how we market ourselves is, is really just uh, the branding that we have on trucks and trailers. Um, we have a website. Um, truthfully, the whole like Instagram thing, a buddy of mine, um, uh, he does, um, some like web marketing, a website design. He was trying to build out a portfolio. And so he, he, he was the one who set up like our Facebook business page and nice. Instagram page years back. And it was just so like, he could say like, yeah, he did this. And I was like, great. Thanks man. Um, yeah. and it's all kind of parlayed in, but we, we truthfully don't do a lot with advertising. Okay. Um, our core clientele finds ways to keep me busier than I'd probably yeah. like to be most of yeah. the year. Uh, in fact, uh, there were multiple cases last week where we had uh, kind of a long duration snow event and that meant that I was there servicing some sites during the day and I ran into a property manager who was in from out of state at one of the estates and was saying, yeah, new outdoor lighting and these steps over here have to get redone. I'm going, Oh, great. Perfect. You know, and that's, mm -hmm. I appreciate the opportunity, but it's like, these people are going to want this done in the spring rush and we have like no time. Yeah. <laughs> I go to the next site and it's uh, the president of the small condo complex. And he's like, yeah, we got to get together. I want to talk about the spring color and we're going to add some trees over here. And I'm just like, great. All right. You know, that's perfect. <laughs> I want to figure out how to do this, but yeah, yeah. Uh, um, without even trying our dance card kind of is perennial perennially full here. Um, so it's, it's just kind of people seeing us out there. Yeah. Um, I'd say the closest thing we do to advertising is it's really just word of mouth of, of okay. that level of clientele. Um, uh, people at that, that um, echelon of society tend to entertain. Uh, like I mentioned, some of these people have like pools and cool yeah. patios and stuff. And uh, uh, the, the question tends to come up, Hey, so who does all this? This looks great. Yeah, and, uh, um, I'm lucky enough that I have some great clients that are, are willing to name drop me and yeah. uh, refer me. And I, gosh, probably once a month, if not more, get the text or phone call, just referred you to so-and-so. Mm -hmm. And, -so. and uh, yeah. I actually really appreciate that they do that because uh, yeah. when people reach out, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty hard to qualify people or pretty harsh yeah. when I qualify people sometimes. And uh, that's one of the first questions I ask is, so how did you find out about us? Because like I mentioned, sometimes we're booked a um, month or two out easily, especially in the spring. And uh, the only way to kind of break through that is if you're one of our like top clients, relatives or best friends, yeah, like, yeah. I will be meeting with you as soon as possible. And yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to make things happen, uh, especially yeah. for the right dollar amount versus if you're like, oh, yeah, I saw you out and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, yeah, well, yeah. you know, okay. The answer is not no, but uh, yeah. we're not going to break the schedule for you. Yes, here. exactly. Um, yeah. so that, that's, that's basically what we do for advertising years ago, starting out, it was postcards and flyers yeah. and, uh, all yeah. that stuff. But, um, I, I pulled the plug on that kind of when we were going through the, um, slow down to speed up phase. Yeah. Um, as we kind of got beyond that, I'm going, why would I, why am I getting any postcards made? I'm going, our schedule is fuller than I want it to be yeah. now. Like, and, yeah. and, and that's just kind of been the case for, uh, um, 
the past several years now. Yep. So uh, I, I guess we'll run with it. If things slow down, we'll uh, we'll have some fun with advertising. But for now, it's uh, just trying to keep up with demand. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I can relate to that as well. I've got, it's always good when you have customers like that, that are willing to, uh, you know, drop your name. I have one that's, uh, in a pretty visible, uh, area and gets a lot of foot traffic, people walking. Nice. And yeah. uh, she's always telling me people are always stopping when we're out here asking uh, what we're doing to our lawn. It looks so good. And we always tell them that we have a really special lawn guy and then uh, we give them your name and stuff. And so it's always nice when you have ad- your customers are your, your best advocates. Uh, that's, that's huge. Yeah. The, the work speaks for itself. Yeah. Uh, I love those because there's, there's no quote unquote selling that you have. Yes. To do. Uh, yeah. People are calling because they want Julio or they want yeah, the Dell yeah. Property Management. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah. It's kind of the balls in your court. You got to yeah, screw yeah. it up at that point. Yeah, so. exactly. And that's like what you said with them uh, when it's them asking if you'll go and service a certain area because their relative lives there and stuff. Yeah. And it's one of those, like you said, it's you could, uh, if you're, you know, if that's an area that you're servicing or something, it's selling without selling. Like they know what to expect already. They've seen the work. They know the that you're on that, you know, price range and stuff like that. So you, they're already sold at that point. It's just a matter of, can you fit them in uh, sort of thing? Right. So, uh, yeah, that's, that tends to be the trickiest one. And I, yeah, I know yeah. you run into the same thing is actually like there's seven days in a week and only yeah. so many hours in a day. And we talked about this being a lifestyle and as great yeah. as it is, like we do have to like eat and sleep and, and, you know, yeah. maybe our family every once in a while. So yeah, there's, there's only so much we can do, uh, no matter what demand is. And, uh, um, sometimes, especially depending what it is, it's not the, just, we'll get a guy in a pickup truck and send yeah, him yeah. out. Uh, it doesn't always equate the results that were sold. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. yeah absolutely. So this next question actually is a brand new question. I nice. added it. Uh, today, you're the first person that uh, I'll be asking this question. It's not a hard question. It's a very simple question, but I'm uh, kind of building it up here because ironically, um, you answered the question already just sitting down. Nice. And that is, do you use any software to manage your business? <laughs> and Oddly I enough, represent- I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to Jabber for giving me this shirt. It was clean. I wore it today. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jobber is part of what we use. Um, I stumbled upon them because, uh, uh, before I ever used Jobber, we actually used QuickBooks. Uh, okay. My uncle, um, fortunate he, uh, worked for the big three, did self auditing for them yep. for a long time. And, uh, now in his retirement, his, uh, fun job is keeping us on the straight and narrow and making okay. sure that, uh, uh, things go well for us uh, since he does uh, have the same last name, so has that Bedell pride. And uh, he sh- it's funny, he'll show up to meetings and I've given him like a couple sweatshirts and shirts and he'll like show up with the sweatshirt on like game time. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I- I'm on it. But uh, so, so thank you, Uncle Ralph. You're the man. But uh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So he, he hooked us up with QuickBooks Online um, real early on and uh, we. Um, Use that for a while, and actually, oddly enough, I happen to have the old service logs that uh, we used to use back in the day. I actually came across those and was going to do something with them for debt-free landscaper. just happens to be sitting here, oddly enough. But uh, after trying to decipher people's handwriting, this is back when I had a bunch of employees, and people losing them, or what, or... 
I don't know how dogs ate them, but I'm sure that happened too. And uh, uh, we, it was kind of like, we need to, it's, it's 21st century. It was like, I don't know, 2012 or 13 or something. It's like, everyone's got a smartphone now. Like we, we could do better. And um, QuickBooks Online had just launched um, what they called like apps and they were different programs that synced up with QuickBooks Online. And there just happened to be this jobber one. And it was like right about this time of year, February, March, where I was like, I need to get something figured out. We're about to go into our spring busy season. I got to have a game plan to like give to these couple crews I've got. Um, otherwise we're going to be filling out more service logs and I'm going to be deciphering handwriting at every evening and you don't know where anyone is in real time and it's trying to people answer their phones on and on. So, yeah. uh, jobber was a huge answer to us because all of a sudden everyone could see everyone's schedule and in real time I could see things getting checked off and, uh, um, we, we've run with it ever since. And, awesome. Uh, uh, more recently got to actually kind of connect with them and, uh, uh, try and work on some stuff together here. But, uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So jobber QuickBooks online, th- those are mainly it. Uh, we use a couple different design programs, okay. uh, but, uh, those don't really have too much of like a number management end of things. So, uh, I'd okay. say 99% of it seems to either be in jobber or, uh, QuickBooks. I spend okay. probably... Gosh, I don't know. <laughs> Several hours every day yeah, uh, yeah. on one or the other. So yeah, yeah. cool. Um, so I think uh, we kind of got a gist of this in uh, some of your answers, but um, I'll ask it anyways. Uh, so one of the most common questions I get in my business, um, including from some of my own clients, sometimes is, uh, "What do I do in the winter?" Um, so is there a winter or off season in your business? And if so, what do you do in the winter? I wish there was an off season in my business. (laughs) There, there used to be back, uh, I'd say the first five or so years of my uh, business. Um, the, the first couple of years, there really was a Bedell property management. We really didn't do any snow and ice service in house. Um, I did work for another couple companies that actually we ended up subcontracting for down the line. And those have ended up becoming great relationships and assets uh, uh, throughout the years. But initially that uh, actually the way one of those relationships even happened was we bought our first commercial lawnmower. I found it on eBay and it happened to be coming from a local um, uh, company in here. And they're a little bit bigger. I'd say they've got like 20, 30 trucks Okay. And it's like fall, I'm picking up this 36-inch walk behind mower that lasted like four months and was then toast. But yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, one of the things they said to me when I was picking it up was like, hey, you want to plow snow this winter? And at the time, I was like, no, I don't. But then I realized like, wait a minute, I probably do. Like I have an opportunity to learn on somebody else's equipment. Mm-hmm. These guys seemed all right. They seemed to be legitimate. Uh, I got to chatting with them a little bit more and ended up actually being, like I mentioned, a a great long-term opportunity. But uh, the beauty of that was like I was still in school. They had the understanding with that. Um, I would be able to like go on vacation for a week in February with my family if I wanted to. Um, And so like I didn't have to be there for every storm. So the first handful of years, uh, the winter was kind of like recoup, uh, finish school, um, uh, maybe do a little bit of snow plowing. But uh, 
uh, once we got into snow and ice for ourselves past like the first couple years when we were uh, just trying to cut our teeth and uh, mm -hmm. we weren't really doing any saltings, so we were only going out at plowable events. And there's a big difference in Southeast Michigan that's maybe going out eight, 10 times versus 40, 50 times. Okay. Uh, so there's a big difference there. So first few years, winter was kind of a downtime. Ever since then, there is unfortunately no real downtime for my company. Um, okay. I've kind of got to just uh, come up with a couple little times to get away. Uh, maybe like at the tail end of seasons or, or um, almost kind of like mark out a time on a calendar and just like take the time. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, for winter, it's, it's full bore ahead with snow and ice management these days. And uh, um, time off sounds really great, but uh, uh, fortunately I don't really have any vacation time scheduled over a couple of months. I might try and, uh, Try and come up with a couple days. Actually, Brian and his wife were hounding me the other day about that on how uh, they think I can maybe use them off. So <laughs> there you go. So, what are uh, your future plans or goals for your business? Yeah, so those have definitely changed over the past couple of years. Um, uh, if you asked me a couple of years ago, they'd probably be different one than what they are today. Um, and that's so important. They've always kind of got to be. Uh, um, able to change those a little bit, go with the flow. But uh, um, the goals at this point are to continue to uh, uh, service the high-end clientele and, and stay the course with that. But uh, also um, uh, long-term, uh, on the personal investment side, I uh, intend on purchasing uh, some commercial property. Um, okay. and, uh, a part of that is that the company will maintain all those sites, uh, through working with some of the clients we have, I've come to realize that, uh, um, for better or worse, we're kind of what can break the bank, especially in snow and ice. And, uh, um, they've mentioned like, yeah, you know, if we had our own in-house firm, maybe this would like go a little better, but there is no option for that. So, yeah. um, and thankfully we're receptive to kind of help work with the numbers and steer things. So we're not, uh, brutalizing them. But on that note, I've been encouraged by those people like, yeah, man, if you own property, you'd probably be able to hedge things a little bit better than we can. Um, and that is part of my long-term investment, quote-unquote, retirement plan. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's, uh, I, it's something that I haven't been able to really put out with Debt-Free Landscaper yet, um, but that I'd like to is that uh, uh, really for guys like you and me, um, uh, we're on the side where this is our high-income skill. You get to like the company I mentioned I bought that mower from, the owner's not really involved. It's almost more of an investment, like a passive okay. investment. So this really yeah. isn't his high-income skill. But for, for guys like us, um, this is our ability to make money, um, yeah. and there are different things you can do tax-wise or otherwise to um, uh, move things around, shelter things so that you can, um, uh, much like people have the tax advantages of a 401k in the uh, W-2 employee realm, um, it's, uh, my goal to, uh, uh, buy some real estate over the years and that will be part of my retirement package. Okay. Um, and, uh, even the land I, I own and live on now, eventually, uh, my, my goal 20 years from now is to probably turn those into apartment complexes. Okay. So, um, there's, there's all sorts of fun plans. I, you know, hope yeah. to achieve them. Uh, I've understood like, probably uh, more the past couple of years than at any point in time that some of those goals have to be malleable a little bit. 
as things change economically, both yeah. personally and, and even just holistically as a, a worldwide or even just country's economy. Um, yeah. But uh, th- that would be the intent is to utilize the high income skill that I have to uh, better myself and, uh, you know, be able to take care of my family and, uh um, you know, obviously part of that is probably do that with low leverage too, with the whole debt free thing. But yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's that, those are the long-term goals are, are acknowledging that I'm, I'm at where I'm at and making the most of that and, uh, um, trying to be smart about all the, the money I'm blessed to, uh, make. So, okay, perfect. Um, so next question that I have here is, uh, what is the, weirdest thing that you've seen or has happened to you, uh, in your business? Oh man, weirdest thing. Um, that's a weird things happen that probably aren't like podcast appropriate with things okay. I've seen on clients' <laughs> properties. So probably won't, uh, won't even delve into any of that. Because okay. uh, hey, that's a uh, man, you work for people that have more money than they know what to do with. And sometimes they feel the rules don't necessarily apply. And, uh, oh, okay. uh you know, you're, you're kind of like family sometimes. And so you get to see people, uh, you know, for who they are. And, oh, okay. Uh, every once in a while, there's been some surprises over the year and, and you, I've thankfully been able to just kind of keep a straight face and go, okay, oh, okay great. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, weirdest thing. Um, I mean, recently I saw on an old client's, uh, property that I don't know who's maintaining it now, but there was just like water flowing out into a main road. And I was just like, that's different. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but like that, that's not really that weird, but, uh, um, yeah, I'd say basically the weird stuff probably is a PC and we probably shouldn't share okay. that on the podcast. Okay, no problem. <laughs> no problem. We'll keep, uh, it, uh, uh, yeah. we'll keep it on the down low. <laughs> that's, that's right. We'll just let everyone's imagination there you go. Uh, uh, simmer there. <laughs> awesome. So this next question is another one of my absolute favorites. And that is, I want you to share your best piece of advice with someone just starting out in the business, but I want you to come from it or come at it from a point of view of this is somebody that you know, and you only want the best from. So I want like your absolute, like this is a person that, you know, it's a nephew, uh, you know, something like that in that sort of thing where you, you want to see them succeed. Um, what would you tell them if they came up to you and said, I'm thinking about starting a lawn care business? Yeah, that's awesome. I, like I mentioned earlier, it's probably good we're doing this today because if you asked the other week, I've probably been like, save yourself the time and don't do it. But, uh, <laughs> uh, no, that's, uh, that's the wrong answer. Um, for me, it's really, it's a, it kind of be a multi-tiered thing. Um, I'd say they're already on the, the right track by asking advice. Yeah. And it would be uh, find some mentors, uh, people both inside and outside the industry who, um, much like you said, have your best interests at heart and um, uh, are just trying to give you an insight to their context. Um, uh, so that, that would be one part of it. Uh, the next part, and we kind of touched on it, and it's part of this podcast, is uh, um, uh, having some goals and, uh, and um, 
something that I haven't always done the best job of is uh, having like the end goal in mind. I actually just kind of shared kind of what I've developed those end goals to be, but those weren't always there, especially at the beginning uh, stages. There was a lot of like, get more trucks, get more lawnmowers, get more accounts. And Mm -hmm. uh, those are great. But uh, what you don't realize is you're like trying to like level up and achieve is, uh, um, uh, it's like, and then what? Okay, well, yeah, I want to get a truck and a snowplow and do snow. Okay, well, and then what? You know, what are you going to do with that? Uh, um, and if you have the end goal in mind, which is is not easy to do, it's it's real easy to say have an end goal in mind. It is not easy to come up with uh, is, but to have that and then be okay with it changing. Um, and then the last step would be uh, something that, that I touched on that I'm very blessed to have is um, from the get-go, if you really want to do this, um, uh, it's easiest to start uh, with the correct financial footing if possible. And I feel like a lot of people get into this industry because they're like trying to make some money and trying yeah. to make ends meet. And uh, obviously then that's kind of counterintuitive. You know, if you're just out there trying to um, – make what you can, then that's fine. And, and it's okay to kind of acknowledge that and, and uh, um, meet you where you're at. But if if this is going to continue beyond that, and this isn't just like, I'm going to pay some bills and get myself through college or get myself out of said hole or said life situation and then move on to something else. If that's not the intent, which obviously it's not for you or I, or mm-hmm. uh, we're in the game seriously here. Um, to take the time and structure your business correctly. Um, have someone who, if you can't do it yourself, uh, uh, can help teach you the financial end of it. Um, there's there's nothing worse than realizing like you probably overpaid in taxes for those mm-hmm. past however many years, or um, you could have been doing things differently. Um, and uh, so that it's kind of that three-pronged approach, but I would say if, if you can uh, hone in on those three things and wrap your mind around it, uh, you're probably going to go farther than maybe even I have with it. Okay. Uh, because that's, that's kind of like the, the secret sauce. If you've got good mentors and um, an actual solidified plan, I mean, let's be real, how many landscape businesses take the time to write a business plan? Not, not very yeah. many of them. Yeah. Um, and, and if they do, it's like, down the line when they're trying to buy a building or have some financing come into yeah, play yeah. or something like that, um, yeah. which is a whole other bag of worms. So to uh, 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 hone in on those things, I think is kind of the secret sauce that okay. I would give to uh, uh, anybody. And, and truthfully, I've kind of had the opportunity with uh, a debt-free landscaper and all, all my friends around the world here who DM me on a daily basis, uh, uh, picking my brain, and I know they do it with uh, my buddies Brian and Brandon as well. Um, and uh, it's the same kind of advice I feel like we regurgitate constantly. Is, yep. uh, um, th- those three things, and then it, g- it gets more individualized from there. And yeah, that yeah. kind of be, be maybe the last little bit is like you're going to realize that either you're going to be hyper generic with this or like very niche oriented. And uh, listen to the advice that's out there based on the context that you're living in. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, if you're, if you're very generic, there's probably more that will apply to you versus if you're kind of weird and doing something different, like I'm doing, 
um, that uh, you can get into stuff that's off the beaten path and you're, you're solving things for people. Yeah. Um, then, you know, the, what works and is, is kind of broadcast out there maybe isn't what works for you. And uh, it's, it's knowing, uh, knowing when to listen. So. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so uh, I want to transition now. Uh, and you mentioned uh, their debt-free landscaper. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wanted to get into that as well. Um, so maybe tell everybody about uh, what debt-free landscaper is. I know you have two Instagram accounts. You have your uh, Bettel um, property management one, but then you also yep. have the debt-free landscaper one. Uh, so maybe tell everybody about that, how, uh, how it got started. Yeah, basically, it was a uh, uh, offshoot of, of kind of my relationship with my buddy Brian Fullerton from Brian's okay. Lawn Maintenance. Uh, um, he was the one who uh, uh, kind of I, I poured into him. I poured into his buddy uh, Brandon just by yeah. by us hanging out together. It wasn't like yeah. necessarily a, a planned or calculated thing, but it was after just months of working together and um, uh, just talking shop and stuff. Yeah, and sharing mm-hmm. different documents that my company uses okay, yeah. that they were like, you, you realize that you could probably help out a lot of people with these. And I'm like, huh, yeah, I probably could. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, it was Brian who was like, yeah, you know, you, you're if success is love, Mike, then maybe you need to uh, spread the love. Yeah. Um, it's great these documents work well for you, but uh, uh, you know, what if you you gave people an opportunity to pick your brain, use some of the the secret sauce that your company has? Um, and it was one of those like that's so crazy, it just might work moments. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, so that's where it is. It's it's just helping other landscape contractors uh, grow their knowledge, confidence, and income. Uh, and uh, uh, the the last part, the income, kind of comes from the knowledge and confidence. And, yeah. Uh, um, I kind of wanted a platform, and I, I haven't gotten to do this as much as I want to, but. Um, uh, my buddy Caleb Almond does a really good job of showing like all the mistakes he makes. Yes, um, yes. And that's something that like I want to be better at doing, but can't really necessarily do all the time on the Bedell property management one. Yeah. Um, Got to kind of keep things. There you go. That's <laughs> that's the secret sauce right there. That's what's <laughs> up. There's a guy who knows what's going on. Uh, a really, really smart guy. Um, and uh, so I can't always like, not put my best foot forward on the Bedell property management one. I've got clients that look at it and uh, it's linked to our website and uh, probably showing some, some epic failures on there wouldn't be so great, but I wanted uh, um, debt free landscaper to also kind of be able to show like the other side of me. That's not so like, uber professional and pretty yes. landscape jobs and uh, projects we've worked on or epic snow plowing video yeah. or liquid de-ice or whatever it is. Um, to have something where I could kind of communicate with people a little bit better. Um, I had a lot of people DMing me on the Padel management one and it was just kind of overwhelming, especially mixed in with some clients reaching out on there. And so yes. I wanted to if possible, kind of separate them out and have uh, yep. one for like chatting with the industry guys and then yep. another one that's like uh, more showcasing my company's ability mm-hmm. and work and uh, um, uh, separating the two out just seemed like uh, uh, made the most sense. Yep. So. Yeah, I can relate to that. That's exactly why I did lawn care business success as its own thing because it's, um, you know, when thinking about and seeing, you know, I would watch uh, – 
the YouTube videos, the Keith Kalfas's, all those things when I, yeah. before I even started all this. And um, I thought, hey, that's like, cool. I, you know, something's um, calling me to try to do something like this, to do a podcast, uh, you know, thing. But I also don't want my customers to necessarily see it because it's not focused on them. It's about right. the behind the scenes that they're not really maybe interested in. It's about you know, the business side of it and helping other guys, uh, with what, you know, just experiences I've gone through and, and things like that. And, uh, yeah, so I always thought, Hey, I'll just separate it. have two separate, uh, uh, ways to go about it. That's super smart. I think, uh, I think that's, uh, um, uh, kind of, uh, a, a uh, um, thoughtful way to to go about things because otherwise uh like, like you said uh uh the the muddling of the two um uh, you never know the context someone's coming from or how they're going to yeah. view it and uh it, it's sometimes best to kind of keep things separate and uh yeah, yeah. um so something that you'll probably see from me over the next couple months is uh um, stuff we screw up on or, or mistakes I've made, or I want to talk okay. more about like things that, um, went wrong. Uh, cause, cause the focus really is guys that are starting out and it's, it's kind of taken me on the way back machine of, uh, <laughs> um, things that, uh, 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 I haven't even thought of. I, I'm someone who, cause this is such a lifestyle for me. Uh, I try not to dwell on the bad things. I actually do a really good job of like suppressing them and burying them. Yep. And this has kind of been cathartic because it's been bringing out things that didn't go well the first handful of years that I purposely haven't thought about because in a sense we've we've overcome them as a company, but I, I think there's value in sharing that and hopefully my mistakes can be other people's gains beyond just uh, um, uh, the other facets of debt-free landscaper. So I, I, uh, uh, you have that to look forward to. Watching, yeah, awesome. uh, yeah, I was going to ask watching, what, uh, what sort of things do you want to offer through it? Well, okay, so let's, I'll take a step back here. So what, yeah. is, what for people checking out Debt-Free Landscaper, um, what is available to them today? Now, I know I've checked out Debt-Free Landscaper and uh, I've seen some of the things that you offer. So, but maybe tell the people out there that don't uh, know yeah. about what, what is exactly available. Yeah, so at the current moment, we've got uh, my company's lawn contract, our fertilization contract. That's also an irrigation contract. As to me, the two are very intertwined. If you fertilize and don't irrigate, no success. If you irrigate but don't fertilize, probably not a lot yeah. of success. So to me, the two are tied. Uh, other ones are horticultural services contract. Um, and then I have those um, offered as, as a sense you could call them a bundle, but the, really what we present to a majority of our clients is uh, what we call their landscape assessment. And uh, it's actually right about this time of year they get that, um, and it gives them the ability to sign up for the maintenance-related services um, from spring cleanup through fall cleanup, all the fertilization, mulch, you name it lawn mowing, um, and reserve those spots on our schedule. A lot of that stuff on our end is prepaid. Um, so what I've done is I've taken those contracts, pulled the Bedell property management logo out of it, uh, pulled our company name off of it, 
and made it a little bit more generic so that yeah. people can download the document, uh, insert their company information, and in just a handful of minutes, they've now got a, a professional document that uh, has a social media release in it, uh, allows them to post stuff on Instagram and uh, document things, uh, has an indemnification clause, um, and uh, each of the contracts just has some pertinent uh, um uh, I guess you'd say kind of clauses to them in terms of like wet turf damage and items yeah. of interest and who's responsible for marking things, notification, yep. cancellations, just all those fun little things. Sort of stuff, yep. uh, but we have that bundled together and that's, uh, t- like I said, typically what a lot of our clients get. Um, and then we've got the uh, uh, residential snow uh, uh, contract on there. We've got our commercial snow contract. Um, we've got, uh, our snow log on there that we use, um, uh, even this morning, uh, the show that we were, uh, out documenting things and, uh, um, like the, the fun, uh, uh, Brian, um, one of Brian's yeah, sites there, yeah. across, cost us some, I guess that was kind of a weird thing, a sign. Yeah. Yes. To, to go back a couple questions. Yes. Weird things to have a sign blown over, yeah, on, yeah. uh, a property, but that was something that you know we were able to document, shoot off to Brian with a um, video and picture attached, and yeah. he was able to uh, send it right onto the property management company, and then go out and take some of his yeah. own photos. And just to clarify for people, uh, because when you say like a sign, people might think, okay, it's like a two by four sign or a plywood. Now this is like a monument sign that's lit up on a you know concrete or you know stone base. Yes, uh, and it was knocked over. <laughs> yes, yeah, so the property, and it's and it's knocked over, and you can see all the LED lights and stuff inside of it and and all that and uh yeah i originally thought like someone had maybe skidded off the road and gone into it and it, it was, yeah i got out of the truck i'm like there are no tire marks i was like this mm-hmm. is really the wind took this over but um uh so the, there's that there's our commercial snow and ice contract which is a little bit more involved has uh some fun clauses for like uh um salt availability and the fluctuation of price for that um uh, a little deeper indemnification clause and, and stuff that just helps protect your business. Um, and then uh, I'd say our, our big hot item that uh, uh, we've had people download from all over the world is our uh, free budget tool that I put up okay. there. And uh, um, I'm real pumped that people have been uh, uh, downloading that, hopefully making good use of that because I know that's uh, – um, uh, as I mentioned here already, the, one of the secret sauces is knowing, uh, knowing your numbers and knowing, uh, where it's at and you have all these ideas in your head and dreams and hopes and, yep. uh, uh, the numbers don't lie and they're not always very nice. Um, but, uh, they're, they're important. And if you want to be successful, um, uh, that's, that's kind of a crucial part. So I figured, uh, put that one out there and help everybody out. Um, so those are, I think are basically all the current offerings. Okay. There's about to be a bunch more that drops here on uh, the next week or so. I've kind of okay. wanted to do it over the past month and we've gotten like all the winter snow in like three, four weeks and yeah, uh, yeah. been run ragged here a little bit and kind of had to pick my battles and, uh, yeah, not yeah. able to, uh, do as much with debt-free landscaper as I wanted to, but um, shortly here we're going to have um, uh, a contract for like landscape installation projects okay. uh, um, that'll be coming out, um, and then uh, uh, beyond that, just some additional uh, um, like operating agreement type stuff and, and yep. uh, helping people uh, 
um, formulate, uh, you know, their business and kind of steer things in the right direction um, beyond just the, the tools to like sell, sell the jobs at that point. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, um, that, that's that's kind of the short term. Even beyond that, there might even be some like tax guidance type stuff in terms of okay. like helping people. Um, uh, this is something that that I wouldn't even thought of, but it was actually Brandon and Brian's suggestion was like dealing with ten ninety nines and stuff mm-hmm. that we we dealt with uh, a month or so back. Uh, to me, and it's it's all things like if I don't think something's hard. Um, have you ever heard the term Dunning Kruger before? Nope. All right, so let's see. Apparently, these two scientific guys, uh, I'm okay. guessing their last names, and basically they have a theory that says uh, um, people who like things are really easy or they're quote unquote like smart or blah, blah, yeah. blah, they, they view the world for like, well, it's easy for me, or, you know, if I get an A on a test, everyone could get an A on a test. Yeah. Like, this must be easy for everyone. And then there's the inverse of that the people who are like, uh, quote unquote dummies or the people who are a little bit slower um, yeah. do the whole world through that and think that like everyone's like that. And Brian all the time says to me, uh, uh, Dunning Kruger. Cause I'll like it for something like 1099s. I've done them so long. And I'm like, that takes a couple hours. Yeah. He's like, that's, that's not actually that easy. If you don't know the boxes, mm. like no dice. Mm. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, the due date's in like two days, so I'm probably not doing anything with that this year because it's kind of uh, – it'd be one of those, if you're watching this video, you're already yes, not yes. in IRS compliance. But, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, so – but that was light bulb for, for some future content. So down the road, um, it's that. We'll just see. I, I'm kind of going to I'm, – I'm putting out things that I know uh, that I have that will help people, but uh, it's going to – eventually my goal would be to be kind of community-led where – People are, are voicing their need of, of what's something that they need or struggling with. Yeah. And, uh, um, if I can help people with it, I'm going to. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and a lot of people um, listening to this who have followed the podcast, um, they may be thinking, Julio, isn't this like a conflict of interest? You sell contracts on your website and stuff as well. And I'm, you know what? I have no issue with yeah. it. Um, mine are, uh, you know, I've got, I think, two things out there available. Um, they're pretty uh, generic. They're more all-encompassing. Yours sure. are very specific for, yes. you know, certain tasks. Um, and what does Brian always say? Uh, you know, uh, what is it? That's a, a, a rising tide raises all boats, right? Exactly. So, you know, there's enough for everybody uh, to go around. So I have no problem um, promoting people doing the same sort of things. Um, exactly. There's no issue. Yours are very specific and could absolutely uh, be exactly what somebody's looking for that mine don't cover or mine don't offer. Um, so, uh, yeah, and, absolutely. And vice versa to that. Uh, I think uh, at the end of the day, I'd much rather have somebody uh, better themselves and use a tool and uh, um, whether it's something from your website or my website or, or even like the guys over at Dirt Monkey University. Yeah. Believe it or not, we're all actually friends and yeah. like each other <laughs> and want each other to, to do do well. But beyond do well, we want our, we really want our entire community to do well. And that's, uh, I think, part of actually what's even kind of fostered my relationship with Jobber is uh, um, what kind of uh, brought us together was this whole like community and them really wanting to be a part of the lawn care community here. Um, and... Uh, uh, it's it, it, once I realized that that's really what it is over the past couple of yeah, years. Yeah. Uh, um, and I think Instagram's really helped with that and YouTube. Yep. 
but uh, it's it's made us feel, gosh, I really wish I had something like this starting out my first couple of years. I imagine I'd be a lot further along. Yes. Uh, there was like the sounding board of like the people at the community college and they were great um, or other people I knew in the industry or even um, I grew up around the mall development industry. So there was some, some feedback from that, but uh, there was no Instagram. There was no YouTube videos mm-hmm. to... Uh, um, you know, Google was kind of like even like an infantile thing, and yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you just get pages of results that most of them are what like advertisements or other companies. And yeah, yeah. There was no um, for like the lawn guy starting out. There was really no uh, uh, database of information. No. So the fact that there's all these different ones out there, uh, it's uh, at the end of the day, I, I just want someone to better themselves. And, and if, if uh, I'd just be happy to see them support someone that I want to see do well, like, like yourself. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So do you see for like um, the debt free landscaper part of it, do you see yourself maybe doing uh, potentially like webinars or anything in the future? If that's like where... live training or anything like that. Yeah, if that's where if that's where things went, um, I'm certainly open to that. Uh, um, I, I know there's there's already been talk of like a couple like speaking engagements that might bubble up here over the next six eight months. So okay, yeah. that, that'd be kind of fun to get into. Um, and if that yeah, depends, for, I, like I thought right away, like GIE speaker. You know? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. I maybe uh, I I basically kind of. Uh, like I said, I want it to, uh, in a sense, be community-led. So if that's, uh, um, like, like you brought Brian Fullerton, the whole, like, uh, rising tide raises yep. all ships. I think he's mentioned uh, even on your podcast that, like, his barometer of, like, do something, won't do something is, like, yep. well, if it helps him grow professionally and will help people – um, his whole community will benefit from it, then like, absolutely, let's see what it's all about. I'm basically game for it. Versus like, if, if those if those lines don't really cross, it's a lot harder to say yes. So um, yeah, as long as it was something that was uh, uh, all about helping people and something that uh, uh, I believed in, yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, I think, I think the other thing that, uh, will kind of be the determining factor is uh, like we touched on earlier in the podcast, but our property management does keep me busy sometimes yeah. more than <laughs> I want. And so there might be some lulls in content or, or just times that I've got to say no, because, uh, um, while I'm all about helping people, I, I can't lose sight of the fact that, uh, I do have responsibilities. I do have yes. people that have expectations of me. Um, and that, you know, I got to spend some time with family. Uh, that's yeah. also very, very important to me. Um, but, uh, if I've got the time, I'm going to, I'm going to make the time. So, yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's a good point you raised uh, there. I did, um, uh, episode last week, um, where I did a solo episode. I didn't have a guest uh-huh. lined up. Uh, and, um, I was talking about, um, you know, getting ready for spring coming up and uh, just being consumed with making videos and podcasts and stuff. It's over the winter has been literally a full-time job for me from morning from the minute I wake up to the minute I go to bed, I am still working. Like I'm always doing something and trying to, uh, you know, get these ideas out of my head and put them yeah. into the thing. And, uh, you know, 
I talked about how I normally send out a email to clients using MailChimp about a month in advance. Right. And yeah. That it dawned on me that like we're like maybe two weeks away from the season and I hadn't done it yet because I've been so consumed with making videos and podcasts. And I was like, oh yeah, I actually have a real job that I have to. <laughs> That's it. I, I have a business that I have to actually take care of because this doesn't pay the bills. This is all, uh, you know, thing, but it, it's so much fun and you get so into it. And, and uh, I've been really enjoying the process that you get lost in it. And you totally. think, oh yeah, like the time's not standing still. The, the spring is coming and there's stuff that I need to do uh, to be ready uh, for that part of it. So yeah, when you mentioned, uh, you know, that you do have responsibilities. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember listening. I actually was listening to that podcast the other day and I was like, yeah, yeah. I actually am kind of in the same boat where like some people have got their contracts and some people haven't quite got them yet. And, uh, yeah. I, that was actually, uh, uh, one of my big, like knock them out this week. And then now the forecast has changed and there's like snow tonight, mm. storm Wednesday, snow, storm yeah, yeah. and I'm like, try and get them out. Yeah, yeah, try, and get try, them. you know, get yeah. some out. And, uh, yeah. But that's it. Uh, it. It's never ending. And uh, yeah, it's it's real easy to go down the rabbit hole, especially when uh, you enjoy something. And yeah. you know, you're, you're, you obviously have a talent at this. Uh, and we're lucky that you share it with us. Um, but yeah, it, it, time flies when you're having fun, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does. And it's funny because I'm the most, uh, I would say, introverted person. And uh, I'm just amazed at myself that I'm doing stuff and putting videos out and things like that. And it's like, I would have never, even three years ago, thought that that's what I would would do. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's kind of why Instagram is awesome because uh, yeah. uh, you're an introverted guy. Uh, Brian Fullerton is actually a very introverted guy. I am actually a very very introverted person. Uh, yeah. The least introverted I've ever been is actually like music, Mike Bedell. Um, okay. But otherwise, like part of what I've liked about about especially the way the business is set up is like. Um, my clients don't typically look over our shoulder, so I don't have to necessarily have like a ton of that, like, you know, uh, like you'd have with a manager always reporting to somebody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, but like, uh, uh, you, you catch us on like social media or doing these type of things and you never know. And it's, it's interesting cause it brings out like a, an entire, it's a great outlet. It brings out an entirely yes. different side of all of us. Um, yeah, yeah. and it's kind of like somehow they figured out to like tap into this, like, uh, energy that's like there but wouldn't yeah, yeah. come out otherwise yeah that's uh, yeah, um, really interesting yeah i think at the end of the day we we'd all kind of just be as happy or so we'd think um not having that interaction or if it if it never came to be um we wouldn't know any different but i think it's awesome that uh, uh that seems to be kind of an ongoing thing where like uh um it's it's like uh landscape self-help or something it's like hi I'm Julio. I'm an introvert. I'm like I'm an too. Like, funny, we're now talking for an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. Like nothing, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The funniest thing is, I started originally. Biggest reason was my I could see my kids picking up those traits of being yeah. super shy, and uh, there was a lot of opportunities that I lost out on because of totally. it, and I didn't want that to happen to them. And that's why I just started, you know, I just started, you know, that was one of the, the push that was like, I'm going to do this and show them that if you go outside of your comfort zone and you push through, then opportunities will start, you know, to happen. And it has happened. And now my daughter, she'll say funny things. Like I'll be talking to a group of people and she'll come by and go, look at you, Mr. Social. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and things, right. That's so it's really, it's funny that they're kind of seeing that and 
and picking up on that. So that's cool. That's um, awesome. That's a, you're such a good dad to uh, um, value that and want to instill that in your kids because that's something that uh, um, you know. You asked earlier, what are some things you tell someone uh, you know yeah. with, uh, with a good heart, and that that would be one is like uh, you know swallow swallow your uh, anxiety or pride or whatever it is for that individual, and like go put yourself in some uncomfortable uh, situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, this book that Brian keeps telling me to read, go for no. And, uh, he, he gave me like the summary of it. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, um, that, that's essentially, you know, part of it is like, put yourself in uncomfortable situations yeah, yeah. Go for no. And, uh, um, that's something looking back, especially like maybe, uh, more of like my music days where, yeah. um, and I think you'd mentioned this in a podcast, like, uh, you had an opportunity, but you never really followed up on it. And, yeah. uh, I, there was definitely some, some things that I'm guilty of in the same sense. And when I heard that, I was like, word, yeah, that's, deep. <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. deep. And, and then what you were saying, I, I remember listening to the one where you were talking, sharing the story about, um, seeing that shyness in your kids and wanting to help them get through that. And how did you do it by being a really good example? And that's, that's huge. Cause I hope, you know, you're, it's a lot more than your kids are actually being a really good example for like an entire community of people. Yeah. And awesome. it's the power of like putting yourself out there and, uh, um, uh, seeing where it'll, it'll take yourself. I'm sure kind of, especially this tends to be a music thing, like yeah. perfectionist, like how much of a perfectionist are you? Yeah, pretty. When it comes to, I think that's my biggest, um, challenge especially yeah. when it comes to my youtube videos that i'm trying to you know build the youtube channel stuff and it's very structured yes very like this right and i don't know how to not do that yes right? it's like because that's what you know how i've been taught when you go through music production when you go through all the yes. things it's all like audio you know, engineers it's very yeah. ABCD right through z and then yeah. you know that's a hundred percent the reason i bring that up is um like with that free landscaper um, if that were like a Bedell property management thing, it probably still wouldn't be out because yeah. it wouldn't be perfect and I wouldn't have had the time. There's actually Brian who, um, I feel like his, uh, what you, you, people come into your life for different reasons. And one of the yeah. reasons that came into my life was to like break my perfectionism a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, because like I, I am to a fault, like in the, the music me is like the worst of it. Like, uh, I, gosh, I could go on and on with crazy examples of like arguments that were had about like this note versus that note, yeah, yeah. Or that sound or this frequency or this, uh, drum replacement versus that on and on and on. And, uh, that, that is like a benefit to Bedell property management when you're doing very high end work. Um, that attention to detail, like money almost can't buy. That's great. Um, I've had a conversation a couple times with my clients in the past six months where I'm like, yeah, maybe I'm too picky. And they're like, no, don't change. Like part of the reason we have you is because you're like, you, you care way more than us. And it's like, yeah, yeah. great. But um, it was Brian who helped me realize like, hey, if you wait till that free landscape is perfect, you're never going to put it out and you help zero people. Yeah. And maybe just like put it out there. You can always change things later. You can always find the things that don't work. Yeah. Uh, no one's going to blame you. No one's going to be like, well, why would you put it out? It wasn't perfect. Yeah. Like all you're doing is giving back. All you're doing is helping people. Just, yeah, yeah. Watch, just go help some people. And yeah. uh, you can uh, tweak it along the way. Totally. And, and, and so that's yeah. it actually like uh, it went from being an idea to like something like really fast. Um, and that was part, part of Brian kind of like, I think you just need to put it out there. Like, yeah, we, we kind of like talked about it. It was funny. Yeah. Uh, the initial uh, iterations of it, 
go back to like spring of last year and it didn't even come out till the fall. And it was partially cause Brian's like, how much longer are you going to just talk about this? Versus, <laughs> like, you know, Hey, it's going to rain on Thursday. Why don't you just suck it up and, and yeah, you know, and, we know you know how to design a website. So why don't you just yeah, go yeah. do that? And, yeah, yeah. uh, um, so that, that's where it's at. And so that's why I knew you being an audio engineer, uh, the music guy, like a majority of us, if you, if you follow that route, you, you end up being like very perfectionist minded. And while that's great for those, there's kind of like no other way you just get sloppiness. Otherwise yeah. there's, there's other facets where you just got to kind of put it out there. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and there's a beauty to that because all you're doing is helping. So yeah, yeah, no, it's amazing. Um, it's funny, it turned into a, a Brian Love Fest, but uh, <laughs> he, he told me uh, once I texted him and uh, he gave me a great piece of advice. And it's always, you know, I always think it's awesome. Like he's, he's always willing to help. Always. Um, but uh, I texted him and I said, you know, I just, you know, I, I think it was right after I, I bought, uh, just after Christmas or before Christmas, and I bought uh, a DSLR camera. Nice. The video's on. Just uh, I'd been doing it for the first couple of years on the phone. And yeah, I thought, okay. Oh, let me just, um, um, you know, put the few pennies I've saved away from the YouTube videos. Sure. And let me reward myself and get a camera, right? And I said, how do you, uh, I just texted, how did you ever get over filming yourself in public with that big camera and stuff, right? And he just said, I realized... Uh, when I realized that, um, or like, how did, how did you get over not worrying about what people think? And he said, um, when I realized that those people aren't paying the bills <laughs> and that, that just so put true. it, it put it in perspective for me. Right. So this, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had the opportunity to, uh, you know, get out of the house. I, I learned, I, I called the dealer to ask them about something and, uh, I mentioned, or they mentioned that they got in uh, one of those X Mark Stars mowers. And yeah, okay. Stand on mowers are not popular here. So the fact that they had one and they had the smaller one that's new for this year, I was like, like, this is, I got to get all over this with my camera, right? And film this thing. So I went and it was outside in the parking lot and on a busy street and a bus stop every five minutes, like a bus stopping and people getting out. And I had my camera out with the big fuzzy mic and I gave, came home so excited. And I told my kids, I was like, Oh, Casey, nice dad <laughs> out there. Like I didn't give, I didn't care at all who was looking at me or watching me. It didn't matter. All that mattered was getting the information out to the people that I was trying to serve and, yeah. and giving them my perspective on this new mower and what I thought about it. Right. And it was all just thinking in the back of my head, but Brian saying that, like, you can't worry about that. You just go on and, and uh, you know, pick your target. These people are not even going to, they're, they're not, they don't even know you. They don't even think about you. They look at you and go, whatever, you know, <laughs> totally. That's, that's ironic. Cause, uh, um, I actually met Brian from him toting around his camera. It was at, okay. uh, at a dealer, oddly yeah. enough, they, um, have, uh, like middle of March, uh, a luncheon. And the whole idea is to come and have, have contractors come in and, uh, like pre-order some parts for the year or oil filter oils, blades, whatever. Um, and Hey, maybe even buy like a new lawnmower or something. Yeah. There's, there's all sorts of specials and, um, uh, manufacturer representatives and they feed us some steak and, and cake or whatever. And so, um, I, and I know the family that runs this deal. 
dealer. Um, yeah. I've developed quite a relationship with them. And they're at the point where they've got, um, like they sponsor some of the major sports teams here in Detroit. They've got commercials on television. Oh, cool. So I see Brian with his camera. And I actually, like, I'm looking at equipment and I turn around and there he is. And I like him almost kind of in a shot. I'm like, oh, sorry. And I, my first thought is like, this is somebody that Weingart's finally hired to like take yeah. photos of this event, one or the yeah. other. And uh, fast forward like 20 minutes, I'm like eating some food. And Brian walks by again and I go, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm expecting his response to be like, oh, I work for the Weingart's family. I'm just here shooting. And he's like, well, I, I have a YouTube channel. And I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he actually was nice enough to entertain the conversation for uh, uh, like 20 minutes and it actually spurred our entire friendship. But uh, uh, it's so he, he coined it perfectly to you at that time when we weren't friends and didn't know each other. He did not care that I was like basically judging him. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Like, uh, um, and at the time, I think he had like less than a thousand subscribers mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and he told me that I'm like, and how many people follow you? And he's like 500. And I'm like, good job. You know? <laughs> and it's, it's, I think he's even mentioned like his wife thought maybe he hit a thousand and that I was like, cool. You know, this guy might get some. And like at the time I knew who like Keith Kelfis and geek to freak were. Yeah. And I'm kind of like this guy, no way will, uh, uh, eclipse any of those guys being that, that echelon and uh, man, he did a great job of proving me wrong in just a matter of months. But yeah, uh, no kidding. Uh, yeah, it's uh, he, he, uh, he our first interaction literally epitomized what he told you. Where he's like, Mike doesn't pay my bills. I don't care. This goofball who's here spending money at this dealer can ask me whatever question he wants. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't care. I'm. I, he, 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 like, it was like laser focus. Like he, he knew what he was doing. He knew what the end goal was. And, uh, um, me asking a silly question of him and kind of looking at him in a peculiar manner didn't, uh, uh, didn't dawn at him. Um, yeah. Yeah. It didn't shy him at all. You know, I highly doubt he, uh, he went home and told his wife like, yeah, I met this guy named Mike and the made me kind of feel awkward for doing it. <laughs> probably didn't even bring me up. I was probably just some goofball. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, then later on we become friends and, uh, well, that's just, uh, how, how the world works. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, uh, <laughs> but he's been, uh, he's been a great, uh, uh, help, uh, throughout, uh, the months, um, yeah. being able to, you know, just, uh, shoot a text too. And, uh, you know, he'll, he's always there, uh, willing to help. And, uh, that's that's one of the best parts about Brian is he will respond to like anyone and everyone. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it takes a little longer, I think, than he wants to get back to some people. But uh, uh, yeah, he'll he'll help like anybody with anything. Uh, um, I, I see, maybe I'm even going to help ha- see how far I can push that and have him help me move some stuff around the house here. In the next <laughs> if I can get him to say yes to that, but uh. <laughs> let's see what happens. <laughs> awesome so uh that's all the questions that i had for you um uh, actually one more question and that is basically how can people find you online either on uh, bedell property management or how can they uh check out your contracts and stuff uh, that you have uh for sale as well as that uh free budget tool uh, where yeah. can they find that 
Yeah. So uh, on Instagram, you can find me at, at Bedell Management or uh, at Debt Free Landscaper. We've got uh, Facebook uh, pages for each of those, but there's uh, always BedellPropertyManagement.com or like you mentioned, uh, there's all sorts of resources available for uh, landscape and uh, lawn care contractors over at DebtFreeLandscaper.com. Awesome. And I'll uh, put those in the uh, podcast show notes as well for people to uh, link to as well as uh, in the video description if you're watching uh, the video version here on uh, YouTube. So thank you very much uh, for coming on to the podcast, Michael. I really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. This was a great time. Awesome. Thank you very much. So there you have it, Long Care Nation. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview episode with Michael Bedell, the debt-free landscaper from Bedell Property Management. I'll leave some links in the podcast show notes to uh, Michael's uh, Instagram account for both Bedell Property Management as well as the debt-free landscaper. And I'll also uh, leave a link uh, to his YouTube channels for both Bedell Property Management and the debt-free landscaper. So that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.